Northwestern Medicine, relentless in their pursuit of better health care. Learn more at nm.org slash better. It's the Spotlight on Preventative Cancer Screening, sponsored by Northwestern Medicine. Listen as their experts and physicians answer all your questions on cancer screenings for lung, colon, breast, and skin cancers. Here's Lisa Dent. And may I introduce our, our guest, our final doctor that we're talking today, because it's been a really interesting, interesting day. This is Dr. Kamanduri, and Dr. Kamanduri is the Associate Chief of Gastroenterology. <laughs> I can spell it better than I can say it, doctor. Thank you for joining us. Basically, we're talking about colon, esophageal, pancreatic screenings. That's what you do for a living. So can you explain exactly what colon cancer is? Yes, uh, thank you for having me on. These are important topics. So colon cancer, um, very simply, is a growth that occurs in the large intestine, uh, and this originates from what we call a polyp, and I think a lot of people have heard of polyps. Um, These are benign, uh, smaller growths that we are looking for when we perform uh, a procedure like your colonoscopy. And what are the symptoms, And, and should someone wait for symptoms before they schedule that screening or colonoscopy? Yeah, so I think, you know, probably throughout the series, the idea of screening um, is really about getting checked on before you have symptoms. Uh, it's really when you're asymptomatic. So the critical piece of this is no, not to wait till you have symptoms. Those symptoms um, can be a wide variety of things and usually represent when the, the cancers kind of become more advanced, things like having blood in the stool or changes, significant changes in your bowel habits, um, all the way to becoming anemic or having a low blood count um, to blockage in the colon. And those are things we don't want to see happen because in those circumstances, we sort of lose the impact of screening and preventing a cancer. And who should get screened? And what are risk factors to look out for? So this has kind of changed uh, pretty recently. Um, uh, Screening is generally age-based, especially in the United States. It used to be 50. And more recently, we've identified that between the age of 45 and 50, there's a rising rate of colorectal cancer. So the recommendation right now stands at, uh, you know, pretty much everyone um, getting um, screened in some format over the age of 45, uh, and that's supported by, you know, all the societies and the American Cancer Society. Um, Some risk factors that are kind of important to think about, and perhaps the biggest, which may be in most cancers, is a family history. So someone in your family, specifically a first-degree relative like your mom or dad having uh, colorectal cancer, uh, significantly increases your risk. And those people we want to uh, prioritize for sure. Uh, But in general, you know, when you're turning 45 or you're at least 45 or older, you should talk to your primary care doctor about getting screened. And I know there are options for colon cancer screening, including the colonoscopy, but are there other options you might recommend and how would someone decide what's best for them? Yeah, so the the colonoscopy is the most uh, accurate, obviously, because we're looking, um, we're actually seeing the entire colon, and then we can remove anything we see, like those polyps, which are what become the cancer. Um, There are other tests that some people may opt out for. One is like a a stool-based test, and these stool-based tests are are sort of, you're taking a sample of stool, and it looks at the DNA that gets sort of broken off from some of these polyps or cancers, and, and you can basically get a test that says positive or negative, and then decide to get a colonoscopy. So I think if you're squeamish about getting that colonoscopy, which we still recommend as the number one way of screening, uh, you could opt uh, for that stool-based test first. 
Obviously, advances in colon cancer screenings. We heard there are advances in esophageal and pancreatic cancer screenings as well. Can you explain? Yeah, this is it's a great time uh, in our field in the sense that we can actually make some progress. As you know, esophageal cancer uh, and pancreatic cancer have always been considered rare but deadly cancers, but they've actually now been recognized as much more common, uh, and they continue to rise. And these are sort of, you know, unfortunately – uh, not uh, easily treatable cancers. Um, one of the biggest uh, pieces with esophageal cancer is identifying the precursor of it, which similar to a polyp is actually called Barrett's esophagus, and that's just a change in the esophagus that's caused by chronic reflux. In the past, this has been limited, or our ability to screen has been limited to people who are symptomatic, who have what we, you know, chronic heartburn or acid reflux symptoms. And the change this year has been a push to screen patients with other risk factors besides. Uh, heartburn, and, and those specifically include people who are overweight, uh, who smoke, and also have a family history. These are almost five-fold increased risk factors. So I think the bottom line there is if you um, are a, a male over the age of 50, and it's predominantly a disease of men, uh, and you either smoke or are overweight, you should talk to your primary care um, about some of the novel advances in screening. And just to kind of finish that, there are a lot of innovations now for screening for esophageal cancer specifically that don't involve taking a day off work and getting sedated for a scope. Um, There are some office-based tests which are minimally invasive, um, which, you know, all of us could speak to people about. Uh, So there's some really cool innovative advances to do this um, uh, much easier, but that is important to bring bring recognition to some of these less uh, recognized cancers. Yeah. What about pancreatic cancer screenings? How important is that? Yeah. So again, it's a, you know, what's come to light a little bit is, you know, we have some blood tests, again, new and novel innovation that doesn't involve, um, you know, maybe putting everyone through a, a scan. Um, there are some, again, heavy risk factors, specifically uh, patients who are smokers, obese, but also family history there plays a big role. Um, and also in that particular one, it really ties back also to breast cancer. And so some of the uh, mutations, one of them is called BRCA, which many may recognize for breast cancer, uh, is also tied to pancreatic cancer. So there are some overlaps there. Uh, and then finally, there is a risk of once you, if someone turns diabetic or you develop diabetes within the first five years, there is a higher risk of developing pancreatic cancer. So these are some little-known um, entities that should prompt you to talk to your physician about this. And, and like I said, there are some innovative ways to do screening without uh, getting too invasive. Thank you so much for joining us. I appreciate all the information you shared. Thank you. I really appreciate it. Dr. Kamanduri, Associate Chief of Gastroenterology, and we're talking about colon, esophageal, pancreatic screenings. Every conversation we had today with our friends, our doctors at Northwestern Medicine will be posted on WGNRadio.com. So if you heard something that he just said and you're like, hey, my uncle, my dad, my mother needs to hear that, you will find it at WGNRadio.com.